0: time for coffee with the chicken ladies a podcast for people who love chickens hey everybody and welcome it's christy and holly from coffee with the chicken ladies we're here and this is our special chicken crops 101 episode we talk about everything crops crops and crops and more crops and more crops we drink a ton of coffee I'm talking a ton, but most importantly, we hug chickens every day. And kiss them too, don't forget. We brew coffee from a little coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland. Coffee, coffee. Holly Ann, what kind of coffee are we brewing today? Mm, Salted caramel again. It's the best. It is. If you're a fan of delicious coffee, scrumptious scones, and fantastic lunchtime specials, and you're local, head on over to Coffee Coffee. You will not be disappointed. We have some exciting news to share from our sponsor, Grubly Farms. From now until the end of August, you can receive 25% off if you are a first-time buyer. We have a special discount code for our listeners, CWTCL25, for 25% off your first purchase. You can follow the link in our show notes. If you haven't heard, Grubly Farms has a brand new Grubly Layer Crumbles food. It's made with grubs and plants perfect for those picky chickens and ducks. Plus, they're the perfect size for Bantams and all products ship free. It's a great time to try grubbly Farms. If you haven't yet, use the code CWTCL25. Try it today. Hello, everyone. Hello, Miss Holly. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? All right. So this is a special episode. Right. We have done Chicks 101. Yes. And we found that everyone really liked it. Yeah, so we're going to be dropping, every few months, we'll be dropping a 101. This series is essentially, this is not our regular segments. No. This is information-packed. We're going to give you everything we can on chicken crops. We feel that the things that we drop in the 101 series are very important and deserve the entire episode. Exactly, yeah. So we are going to start talking chicken crops. And we're going to talk them for a while because there's a lot to know and a lot to learn. right? And a lot, a lot of information out there. Yeah. So chicken crops, they're pretty fascinating. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. It's essentially an enlarged pouch on the esophagus. Right. It's part of the esophagus. Mm-hmm. It just forms this pouch. It sits to the right of the trachea on the right side of the bird. Right. So you can feel it on, her, on the right of her breastbone when, yes. you, when you feel your hens crop. It's made of thin tissue. And it's fastened to both the skin and the breastbone with a loose connective tissue. I kind of always say to everybody that doesn't know what a crop is, it's kind of like your stomach, but on the outside of the kind, It kind of is, yeah. It's the best like way a, to explain it. Like a it. first stomach, sort of. It's a place to hold the food. Right. It has two muscles that support it and help it move that food through. Yes. So essentially, your chicken eats and the food collects and sits in the crop, while the proventriculus and the gizzard are full of food. And once there's space in there, the muscles contract and you can visibly see them. If your chicken weren't feathered, you could see. Oh, yeah, we've muscles, seen them. <laughs> the muscles in your crop, they'll contract and they'll push more food along the way. And normally, a healthy crop is going to empty every two to four hours. A lot of people are going to say, why do the chickens have a crop, a stomach on their outside? And the one main reason is predator savvy eating. So Mm -hmm. if there's a predator coming and you're catching some food, you want to be able just to take it down quick, put it in that holding cell, stuff it in there, stuff it in there and let it break down later, like eat and run, eat and run. And that's as simple as it gets. She who eats and runs away (laughs) loves to eat another day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh So if you're a chicken and you're you got one eye, we've talked about this before, one eye this way, one eye that way, and you see a big piece of food and you want it, you can take it in there. Right it's going to hold it in that crop. Stuff and run. Stuff and run. Hey, that's what they do. (laughs) Which is probably another thing that helped them survive, you know, from the Cretaceous period onward. Exactly. So chickens generally eat throughout the entire day. They do. They'll stuff themselves during the day. And then sometimes you'll see the crop getting smaller through the course of the day as they slowly digest it. But generally they go to bed with the crop and it slowly digests through the night. Right. That's what you want to see. So when you see at the end of the evening, it's always good to feel the crop and yeah. feel what it feels like because in the morning, it should not be there. It should feel like a firm ball that has some yield to it. Yeah. And that's everything that they've eaten all day. I feed my chickens free choice. They know how much they're going to want to oh, eat. Mine too, yeah. So, so I do you give out snacks later in the day after they've eaten chicken food all day right. and foraged a bit. They can have some snacks in the evening. They tend to go to bed. Well, okay, let's be honest. So, my chickens could have been with really big crops. Yeah. And they can get pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be alarmed if they're really big. But the problem is if they're not small the next day. Right. So, at night, that body works. While they're sleeping, those muscles break that stuff and push it through. Right. So, a healthy crop is going to be empty the next morning when your chicken gets up. It's one of my checks that I do every day, especially since once you hear our story, you're going to know why is when they come out, is slowly just look at everybody. Oh, I do too. And make sure everything is good. Yep. it's just a good habit to be into. It is. It really is. So a healthy crop, working right, is fantastic. Yes. But things can go wrong. They can. And these are some of the things that are some of the most frustrating health problems as a chicken keeper. Crop problems, they can be. And a lot of them can be fatal without treatment. They can. And they're very tough to treat. The best thing is early detection of them and to try to treat. They can be also long-term, which you're going to learn about in a little while. Yes, But they deserve to be looked at quickly. That's for sure. Right. You don't want to let a crop problem linger too long. You can't. You can't clear it in a day or so. Or if you don't know how long it has existed, you know what our number one piece of advice is going to be. Yes. Get your chicken to a veterinarian. So here's the thing. The crop holds the food. If your chicken comes out the next morning and that crop is big, you want to watch that chicken and see what happens. Absolutely. You want to feel the crop. Feel the crop. And then let's talk about diseases of the crop. Right. So the one you're going to hear about most often from other chicken keepers is generally sour crop or yeast or fungal infection. Exactly. A fungal infection of the crop is exactly what it sounds like. Your hen starts growing candida or some other yeast or fungus inside of her crop. And I keep saying hen. And the reason for that is most of the time, these crop ailments happen to female chickens. For whatever reason, roosters don't tend to get the crop problems quite as often as hens. Right. So when you think about a fungus in the crop, you think that there's liquid in there for a prolonged period. Mm-hmm. And if you think about this, liquid in anywhere, in for a warm, period. moist environment, you're going to grow some fungi. Exactly. And not the fungi the party with. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but some fungus Some yeast And it's the equivalent of when you feel miserable With a stomach ache. Yeah, if you've ever seen anyone or anything That has thrush mm-hmm. Thrush is a fungal infection So just think about that This is graphic, but say a baby that contracts thrush And they have white patches in their mouth Right. The chicken's going to have those white patches growing in their crop Right It can grow in their crop lining It can thicken and inflame the crop It can be very painful for them Right some things that you may notice, a uh, chicken that has crop issues, is she's laying around a lot more, puffed not up. eating, and not. she's normally puffed. Right, usually and puffed. And number one thing is they're staying away from everybody. Right, you'll see them hunched and sitting by themselves. Feel the crop. In a classic case of sour crop, the crop literally feels like a water balloon. Right. It really does. It feels filled with fluid and spongy. And a little bit of air you can feel in there, too, yeah. because the yeast actually are fermenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah things exactly. Things are fermenting in the crop. So, so yeah, you're going to feel a little air. It's going to feel not like just food in the crop. Right. So, she needs to be treated with an anti-yeast. ACV, apple cider vinegar, is an excellent preventative. It does help with crop pH, and it helps ward off a lot of pathogens in the crop. In a very mild case of sour crop, it may work. But, and I'm telling you this with 20 years of chicken experience, most of the time, to truly beat sauerkraut, your hen is going to need an anti-yeast medication. Right. So this is where it comes in. Apple cider vinegar is going to kill off mostly bacteria. That is unhealthy bacteria. But not always. But not all. Right. Not yeast a lot of the times. Some, it's like Holly said, it's a good preventative to stop the things from starting. Right. But once you have a problem or yeast in there... A Nystatin is what you're going to need to kill that yeast. Nystatin is only available by through, prescription through your, veterinarian. through your veterinarian in the United States. And again, I will tell you with 20 years of experience, Nystatin works quickly. So if you think that your chicken is showing all these signs of sour crop, go to your veterinarian, have them do a cytology, see if there's yeast, and get the prescription Nystatin and give it as directed. And that brings me to another point. Which is, sometimes your hen will have a bacterial infection. Right. And why we push veterinary care, I can tell you that very simply. If you are treating sour crop in a hen and she does not improve, she may have a co-infection with bacteria. Right. And there's also different things. Like, we've seen all the boards, the message boards that say Monostat to use all of the over-the-counter right. antifungal for women. Right. Those could potentially work. In a mild case, they can. In a mild and case, but they, they sometimes do. They kill off different types of the yeast. Mm-hmm. Just like antibiotics are targeted towards certain types of bacteria. And this is coming from experience from me. Right. It was much easier just to take her to the vet and get yeah. a nice end. You're not guessing. You're not guessing on a dose. You're not looking up the doses. These things are out there. Yes. And again, if there's a co-infection, a veterinarian can do a cytology for you. They will swab the crop. They will look at it under a microscope and they can see, does she have a yeast overgrowth? Does she have a bacterial overgrowth? We're going to tell you the saga of our two hens with crop problems as we go through this episode. But long story short, I treated my eclair for sour crop with an over-the-counter clotrimazole. And by the second day, it was not clearing. Day three, I got her to the vet. She had a massive co-infection with bacteria. I could not have treated that. Right. And I've used multiple types of over-the-counter, right. So maybe it's time to tell a little bit of our tale so that you can kind of understand when we explain things where we're coming from. Sure. So this winter was a very bad winter for us. It was a lot of precipitation, lots of ice and snow. Yes. So we both had runs that were very icky, muddy a mixture of ice, mud, and The chickens snow. could not really walk. It was awful. Just muck. So both of us decided on our separate runs that we were going to put straw down in our runs to give them a warmer spot. It holds in the heat. Easier on their feet. It's, I have the brahmas with the feathered feet. Yeah, And they were getting ice in their feathers. And I put down the straw. It seemed like a good option. I've seen plenty of people using straw lately with no problems. I haven't used straw in over 10 years because of fears of having a crop blockage from a hen eating it. And I've used straw before in the past with my other flocks, with, with all no my flocks, with right. no problems. So we put the straw down. So we both got bales of straw. I got a bale. Holly got chopped straw. Uh, right. Here's the thing. I have two runs and you at that point had... I had four. I had, the had 4 We've talked about before the substrate for your run floor. Right. You're now going to learn why we do not recommend we straw. We do not recommend straw at all. We both put the straw down. And we both within a few weeks had problems with our chickens. Right. We had hens that were having crop issues. My hen, Gertie, actually ended up doing something which we call snake neck. Yes. I saw her eating the straw. Right. At that point, it was all in the run. What are right. you going to do? Yeah. And I felt her crop. There was a hard mass in there. My Claire was presenting with sour crop. Yes. And so I was treating for sour crop. Her crop was so squishy at that point that I couldn't tell if there was an impaction or not. Right. So I was treating with over-the-counter and massaging and trying to break up any possible impaction. And I was trying to break up an impaction and also treating over-the-counter for crop. For crop. You could feel an impaction in her crop content. Yes. I wasn't sure with the Claire. So both of our chickens went to the veterinarians. Before that, we did try for a few days. We tried over-the-counter for a couple days. And there are some things that you can try. Yes. We've looked up Docalax without the laxative. And Docalax is a stool softener. Again, you don't want the laxative. You just want the stool softener. And in some cases, they can help break down a crop mass and help it pass through. That does work in mild cases. In mild cases. Hens are particularly good at swallowing pills whole. It's amazing. It is. And you need to know when the time is to pull the trigger. Yes. To say, okay, I've tried for a good amount of time. I've done all this nursing care. And it's time to move on. I've done so much nursing care with Gertie. Right. Another thing which we did not mention is giving oil, one of which would be coconut oil, which is so healthy for them. And that can help lubricate crop contents, move things through. And it's also a natural antifungal. It is. Right. So those types of things can definitely help when you have crop issues. Say you notice this first thing in the morning, nothing's open. Right. You can give some coconut oil. Sure. That's one of the things we have in our first aid kit that we always have. Just keep in mind that while it will work on some blockages, some blockages, no matter what you do, will not move straw. Straw was one of them. And they will require surgery. Now, once we tell this story, we're going to back up and we're going to talk a little bit about each crop problem. But long story short is we could not get the blockages to move. Right. So both chickens went to two separate veterinarians. Veterinarians. Claire just got worse. And so one day later, Dr. Rebecca performed surgery on her crop and removed a lot of straw. And Gertie, we tried to treat medically for at least a week with no movement. And seven days later, had her surgery and her veterinary. Right. So here's the thing. You think the surgery's done, everything is going to be right okay. That doesn't happen all the time. It can be a long recovery. I mean, Dr. Rebecca has told us that crop surgery is one of the easiest surgeries for chickens to recover from. But they still need nursing. They still need support to get through that. You have to watch what they eat. They have to be on a bland diet for a while. Right. Or in Gertie's case, for many months. For a long time. For life. Right. So Gertie is still battling and we are in August. Right. Because she has ended up with a slow crop. A slow crop. And she has had blockages since the blockage. (laughs) Right. So this is why we really wanted to tell our story from February... Till now. Right. And I will say that I've had other hens in the past with crop problems. One hen who had a systemic yeast issue. Mm -hmm. Another hen who we suspect perhaps her crop stopped functioning because of Merix. She tested negative for Merix, but some of the symptoms matched it. So we we honestly aren't sure where we lost her. But Eclair was a successful resolution of a really bad crop problem. And I lost a previous chicken to a crop problem very quickly within days. Right. So, it happens. It can happen to the best of us if your chicken is an eater of things that they should not eat. Right. We'll bounce back to sour crop and bacterial infection very quickly. They can get that from eating something that has bacteria or yeast present already, right? They can get that from something that's stopping the crop from moving, from emptying. So, that could be a blockage. Or it could be disease. Yes. And what happens is the content sits there and the bacteria and or yeast, it ferments, it does its thing. Exactly. In it has, that warm, wet atmosphere. Yes. That is where it all starts. Right. So if you have a chicken that eats something they're not supposed to, it's going to start. It's a good idea to keep an eye out on what they're doing. Absolutely. There. What yeah. they're eating. If you have one chicken out of 19 that is going to eat the straw, then it's a no-go for straw. Right. Because then we're talking about blockage and impaction. Right. And blockage and impaction goes right along with the sour crop. It does. Often that is the cause of sour crop. There's a blockage. The crop contents can't move. They sit in that warm, wet atmosphere. Pathogens start to grow. Long grass. Yes. Straw. Actually, parasites can sometimes cause a crop problem. And leaves. Yeah, leaves. The parasite that tends to block crops is capillary or threadworm. Right. It is picked up from infected earthworms and slugs. Which your chickens, sometimes you don't know, they're eating oh, out Right, there. if they're digging that up. And that is treated with velvets and dewormer. Sometimes some of these blockages can be resolved by massage. You know, we talked about a few drops of oil. We talked about dog etc. Sometimes they require surgery. Here's something you don't see very often in the vet books, etc. A partial blockage can take place. Yes. One of my other Brahmas, Madeline, in fact, the Claire sister, was a good example of a partial blockage. And again, talking about what they eat out there, Madeline ate an acorn cap Yeah, and part of it passed through. That's how we knew what it was. And then it took us three weeks of massaging twice a day to get the rest of it to break down and pass out. Yeah. I suppose surgery was an option. I was working with my large animal vet at the time. Right. He was very disinclined to do surgery. He really felt like we could keep working on this and it would pass through. I will say that she was eating, drinking, being fine. It's just that the crop wasn't emptying completely. And I think that's really what you need to look at. Uh-huh. Their attitude, if they're eating and drinking, sauerkraut is going to knock them off their butt pretty quickly. Pretty it will. It's a stomach ache, equivalent to when you have a really bad stomach ache as a person. You feel horrible. So they sit in the corner hunched by themselves. That's the number one sign for sour crop yes. that you're going to be looking for. Then you're going to feel them and feel the crop. Sometimes you feel an awful smell. I've not found that in every case. I agree with you. That's what textbook says, that the yeast ferments, the smell comes up through the beak. You can smell it. With Gertie, multiple times throughout this that she's had the sauerkraut, I've kind of smelled the smell. Now I know what that smell is. Right. And like I said, this is coming from experience. The easiest thing to do. Go to the vets and get the prescription. Get and the it's not time. that expensive. No, it's not. It's not. It's an exam and a medication. Right. You're going to spend at least $20 on every over-the-counter. <laughs> That's true. You might. You're going to be throwing yeast all these medications, other things at it, which may or may not work. It's a guessing game. You can try them. They all are a little different and treat different types of yeast. Right the Nystatin nice is prescription. It's geared towards killing the yeast that's going right. to be growing in that crop. And if your vet does that cytology, swabs the crop, and looks in our microscope, they might be able to see how much yeast is there. They can see the yeast. They can see if there's a lot, a lot of bacteria. And they can also do the smell test. Exactly. And open the beak and see if they smell that. Like I said, it's an exam fee in the medication. If you want more diagnostics, they can do an x-ray. I've had many. Gertie's had so many extra. I know. See if they can pick up foreign bodies in there. That's an option you would discuss with the veterinarian. Right. To look for a reason why the stuff's not going down. Some kind of a blockage, uh, some foreign body in there, something like that. Right. So the other things you sometimes see mentioned are crop stasis or slow crop. And pendulous crop. And pendulous crop, right. And these things can be a product of the other two things that can happen in the beginning. They can. Stasis simply means a crop that's not moving. It's not working for whatever reason. It's slow because the chicken overeat. Once the blockage is gone, they overeat. This is kind of where my is. Sometimes, yeah, they'll, they'll stuff a crop. Sometimes a medication can cause a slow crop. Sometimes antibiotics can slow the crop down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like they slow a stomach down. I keep comparing right. it because this is the easiest way to really kind of see in a nice way what this is and compare it so that you can know what they're feeling. Exactly. So those types of things are sometimes as a result of the crop or an impaction or a partial impaction. Any of the above, right. And the crop I'll say this, with all things, they need to be treated quickly. Yes. As we said in the beginning, any and all of these can be fatal. Yes. You need to get the certain things together that you need right away. Right. Or head to the vet right away. Right. As you said, the pendulous crop is a stretched out crop, which can result from a blockage and impaction where their crop is just stretched. It can also happen to an older chicken, a geriatric chicken whose muscle is not working as well. And they probably have gone years with stuffing their crop really full. That's a possibility. Exactly. And the slow crop is also just from it not being healthy. Yeah, that muscle isn't as strong, or the crop itself has been inflamed or something, and it needs time to heal. Things like that. Here's the other thing: muscles take a long time to heal. They do, mm-hmm. and I have to keep telling this with Gertie. I'm like, oh my god, right, this muscle right. has been through the ringer and back from February to August, and definitely takes a long time. When you think about it, you pull a muscle in your back, right? It takes forever. Oh, it does. I mean, weeks to, to heal. I'm not sure that I'm 100% right on this, but I believe the only thing that takes longer to grow than muscle is nerves. Nerves grow very, very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a surgery and you get cut through your muscle, it takes a while to heal and that hurts. Exactly. So that's what essentially the crop is, is a muscle to help mash this and move it through. Right. There are two muscles that support the crop and they work hard. And if they've had surgery, they've actually cut that muscle that has to heal. And it takes a long time. When their crop is blocked or sauerkraut, they're not getting the nutrients they need. So That's you true. will see weight loss. And then when they're starting to feel better, they try to stuff that crop. Just gorge on things. That, yeah. And then it can't move. When Madeline finally passed that bit of acorn, yeah, she did stuff herself. Now she had been eating the whole time, so right. it probably wasn't as severe as it could be. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they really want to have- Pack it in. Pack it in, yeah. And then it can't move. So we actually found some information about that on Penn State. There was a study done at Penn State. Birds that have been off feed for a long time may tend to overeat or overfill their crops with dry poultry feed. So when you have a crop problem, they have surgery, you're a lot of times feeding mash for a while right. in small amounts so that they don't do this. When you put them free out in the, run, back in the run, this is where we've gone with security. You overfill it, and then you're like, where is this going to go? And then they drink. And what happens is the water is absorbed by the crumble or pellet. And have you ever made mash and watched the pellet or crumble swell up as it absorbs the water? of course. That's what happens in the crop. And apparently, it causes enormous pressure on their esophagus and can stop the crop from emptying right. Exactly. So they can create another blockage just by overeating. All these different things come into crop problems. Right. It is a slippery <laughs> It slope. really is. I mean, we've mentioned the parasites. I don't think a ton of research has been done on that. Some of that I'm speaking from personal experience and also from advice from veterinarians. Right. We did research the dewormer. There was some question whether or not fenbendazole works against the capillary worms, but we did find that valbazin does work. And then the other one, the Panacure. The fenbendazole, I mean, Panacure Safeguard, all the same thing. That's right. going to work with the roundworms or the whips. that also can cause a blockage somewhere along the line. Right. And that's like one of the first things you can do with crop problems. Absolutely. Also. It's the first thing we've done yeah. is deworm just them. Just deworm them. Yep, just do it. It's not going to hurt anything. It's Deworm them and keep that going because that can cause a blockage in itself. I had, out of all the cases of sour crop that I've ever had, a Jersey giant hen who had a mild blockage. And we dewormed her and she was fine. Yeah. So in her case, it probably was parasites. And we touched on the Merix a little bit. Yeah, because that is a disease that affects nerves. Right. It's Essentially, it's a herpes virus. Right. It attacks the nervous system. It attacks the organs. And it can attack the nerve, which is the vagal nerve Mm -hmm. that controls the crop muscles and essentially stops the crop from functioning at all. And that's crop stasis. And there's no cure for Merix. Right. There is a Merrick's vaccine available for day-old chicks. We recommend it. highly recommend if you're buying from a hatchery, you can purchase it. It usually costs a dollar. It's so cheap. It's worth it. Please vaccinate all these chicks. If you are buying from a farm store or a farm supply store, a place like that, just ask them if they have them vaccinated. Our local farm supply stores, both the Mill and Bowman. Do you have chicks vaccinated? Yes. It's one of those things that you want to know. It's part of prevention. Right. You can prevent this from happening. Exactly. The other thing you can't prevent is a, what I call, Gertie the garbage crop. The chicken that wants to eat everything in sight. Yeah. In the middle of the crop problems that she's had from February till now, I've had to pull a mouse out of her beak. Oh, God, I know. I've also had to pull a toad out. That's right. In the middle of all of this. These are not good things for a chicken with crop problems to be eating. No. Her vet told me that she's just prone to this and she might eat everything all the time. So you have to do things to help through that. So So she's essentially a a special needs chicken at this point. Oh, she's definitely special needs. There's no doubt. (laughs) So in fact, when I go away, Aunt Holly has to take care of her. That's fine. I'm happy to help. So here's the other thing. We want to really mention this and kind of drive this in. Crop surgery needs to be done by a veterinarian. Yeah. Again, I know people who have done their own crop surgery who really, truly did not have a veterinarian anywhere nearby. Right. Some of them were successful. Some of them were not. Our chickens were done where they were anesthetized in an avian tank. So they went down very easily. Right. And then they were anesthetized during the entire thing. They didn't feel a thing. They were in an OR suite that was completely sterile. Right so that nothing else can get in there. They're cut exactly the right way. I was a veterinary technician for 15 years. I've done many procedures. With the care of a veterinary right next to me, I still would never cut any of my animals right now. There's lots of options to go to a veterinarian out there. Right. They will not only anesthetize your bird, they will supply your bird with pain medicine after the surgery because it does hurt. Cutting muscle cuts into a crop, it's very painful for the chicken. And that's the thing. You don't want them awake for that. That's going to hurt. (laughs) They're going to freak out. It's not going to be a good thing. So honestly, the best thing to do is find a vet. Yeah. And there are more and more avian vets who are willing to treat chickens these days. And if you are having trouble, we are sincere in this offer. And we have had many listeners reach out. And we have helped many listeners find veterinarians. If you cannot find a veterinarian in your area, reach out to us. We will do our best to help you. Oh, yeah. We will definitely try to help you for sure. And crop problems are nothing to play around with. No. It's much easier to be under the care of a veterinarian. I've tried many different over-the-counter things. Yes. And I spent way more money than just going to the vet. You spend a lot of money. You are stressing yourself out. It's a guessing game. You are stressing out the chicken. The sooner you can get them treated, the better it is. It's a guessing game at that point. You're guessing on medication. You don't know. They have the stuff you need, and it's not that expensive. Let's go on to things that we can do to keep that crop healthy that would help prevent these problems. One of the things that we do, and this goes back to me not wanting to use straw in my run and second-guessing myself and using it anyway, don't let your chickens have access to things that could clog their crop, one of which is really long grass. Really long grass is a big one. Even if you're feeding veggies, make sure you're not giving them like a really long apple peel. Or a really long cucumber peel that might sit in the crop and not be able to break down. Exactly. So chop them into bits before you give them out. I don't even give cucumber peels anymore. I've never given cucumber peels. I sometimes give apple peels when I'm, say, making a pie. I chop them pretty small. If I do kale and it's really big leaves, I rip the center vein out of the kale. I do not give the stalks of anything. Mm -mm. I rip the kale off the stalk. Where those fibrous things are okay is, say, if it's a whole leaf and they're just tearing it off, like grass, for instance. If it's short. If it's short and they're tearing pieces off, it's fine. Right. But when they get a whole long piece and they just gobble it up like a piece of spaghetti, that's your problem Or if you haven't cut your grass and then the chickens are out and they're eating long pieces. Right. Those are what ball up. If you can imagine it, they all ball up into a ball and then they can't pass that through. Like a big fibrous mass. And those things are very hard to break down. You can't break straw down. Straw is one of the things that lasts for like a million years. Straw is a vast fiber. It's what's left over. A lot of straw is wheat straw. So it's the stems that are left over after right. the wheat is processed and they are strong. It doesn't break down. This is the problem. And everyone says, but they're a farm animal. They should be able to eat straw. No. No. Doesn't work that way. No. They still have things that they can't break down. Everyone wonders when we did substrate for run floor, why we did not recommend straw. That's this why, is why. This is why. We both had a very bad experience with it at the same exact time. Bizarre. Very strange. <laughs> and it was two different types of straw. Sometimes you'll hear, chopped straw is safer. You went with what you thought was the safest. I went to the farm store and bought a big old bale of straw. Long straw, right. And just separated it. I've never had a problem before. I think, in fact, I even put a videos up of me putting the straw out. Yeah, I think so. And then shortly after, all the problems with the crop <laughs> have started. And yeah. we're still dealing... So if you have one chicken that eats straw, it's not worth the six ninety nine for the bale. I don't think so either. They can eat grass for sure, but it has to be short. Right. Where they're tearing mouthfuls off of it. Yeah. So the things that we can do, we can give them supplements daily or weekly. Right. That help keep that crop normal and pH normal. Right. No yeast growing in there. And one of the things that we recommend is Robopoultry Complete. We've done yes. a segment on it on one of our other episodes. Yeah, we did a retail therapy for it. We it's love this product. Loaded with essential oils, including essential oil of oregano, which is an excellent antifungal. Yeah. If you like natural preventatives, that's a really great one. And then also, Strong Animal Chicken Essentials makes a chicken elixir, which is almost like the ropa-poultry. It's very complete. similar to the ropa. It's essential oils. And it has probiotics in it. Yes. And it has all the great things that are going to help your chicken. Right. Chicken-specific probiotics are fantastic for keeping, just like a healthy gut on a person, Right, a healthy crop and healthy gut on your chicken. Yeah. You can also use Rooster Booster vitamins. Which contains electrolytes and probiotics. Exactly. We are long-time users of Rooster Booster. We're big fans of that. We use it when it's hot. We use it if we suspect someone's not getting enough vitamins, probiotics, people on medication. Right. So those types of things we use to prevent. Now, as soon as you see there's a problem, there's one thing that you can give that we are 100% behind. Nutri-Drench. Oh, Yes. Nutri-Drench is a product that you can get usually at TSC, you can get on Amazon, you can get across the board most any Actually, I have it listed under health supplements on our Amazon storefront. It is a condensed, vitamin-packed liquid that you're going to give and does not have to go through everything. It's absorbed into the bloodstream. It's absorbed from the crop. It doesn't have to move into their digestive system. Right. So... In a chicken that's not getting nutrients because of a crop problem, it's a good way to get them some electrolytes, some of the things they need to help balance their systems and make them feel a little better. If you have a sour crop, if you have a blockage, you're definitely going to need a crop raw, right? These are good things to have in the first aid kit. Whatever crop bra you go with, you need to make sure it actually supports the crop. Yeah. We tried a few with Gertie that, oh man, did not support the crop. They were cute, but they didn't work. They were cute, but they didn't do anything. And she kept getting them off. You have to make sure they can keep them on. They need to be snug enough that they're being supportive and they don't move, but not too tight. Yeah. When they're not too tight, what can happen is what Gertie did, and that was she would get her toenails up in there, her feet up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then fall over. Right. And then always have for your chickens around coconut oil, olive oil, those types of things. Right. Help smooth everything through and molasses you can use too. Yeah. There's anecdotal evidence of using molasses as a flush to help move things through the system. Plus, it's a little sticky, so it might grab something that's not normally going to go through. But if you have a big ball blockage, nothing's going to grab it. Right. And then the other things are antibiotics. You have to go to the vets for those. Right. Right. Everyone wants to think that apple cider vinegar is a cure-all for sour crop. No, it is not. It, it is not. Now, again, it's one of those things that you can use as a preventative. Apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon in your water once a week. Once a week. Don't use you it need. more because you're going to kill off the good flora yeah, you can, in the gut. You can affect your chicken's crop pH and gut pH in the wrong way exactly. if you use apple cider vinegar every day. So once a week, one tablespoon per gallon is good prevention to use. And the elixirs work really well. They do. They're healthy. They're natural. They're oregano oil, garlic oil, all the really good things. It is really good stuff. Probiotics. It's like keeping your own gut healthy. You got to keep their gut healthy too. It's scary. Believe me, I know. I've been dealing with Gertie and her problems since February. It's very scary. It is. And you get through it. You do. I mean, without my bestie, I don't think I would have been through it. (laughs) So I say thank you, Holly Ann, for helping me with Gertie. Crop problems are scary. They really are. And you have to know what to look for to see if it is a crop problem. right? And again, our general advice is try to get yourself a veterinarian before emergencies happen. Yes. You can try to find a vet on websites like Poultry DVM yes, or the Association of Avian Veterinarians, which is a worldwide database right. of avian vets. If you have a college or university nearby that has a veterinary program, mm-hmm. you can call them and see if there's anyone who's willing to take one, an avian client, or maybe they run clinics. Because when sour crop hits or a blockage hits and you can't get it to pass, you need a veterinarian ASAP. Yeah, they hold the key. They hold the magic prescription drugs that sometimes you need. I will say, even the worst crop problems I've seen, veterinarians can do a lot to take care of them. They can help you. They you really might can. be losing your mind trying to figure out how and to they're treat like, this yourself. Hey, just use this medicine right here. <laughs> right, and right. it doesn't break the bank take it from me, you'll pay more out buying something over the counter and then trying to figure out what you're dosing, what you're trying to do. We wanted to do a crop episode for a very long time because we've been dealing with this kind of stuff for months. But there's so much information. The other thing is, if you feel like you're having a crop problem, reach out to us. Sure. Message us. Ask us questions. We can't necessarily solve it for you. We can try to help you in any way we can our offer always stands. If you want us to help you find a veterinarian, we will help you find a veterinarian. If you're in a very rural area, you I mean, may have to drive. If it's saving your chicken's life, driving an hour isn't bad. I wouldn't think so. Heck, I'd drive longer than that. Me too. I mean, we are completely lucky knowing that we have you know, several excellent, excellent veterinarians, chicken veterinarians yeah. in our area. But if it took me driving an hour or more, I would drive. Yes. I mean, we can help you find a vet If you come across these problems, you know, listen to this, message us. We're more than willing to help any way we can. All of these preventative measures, the best way to treat a crop is to prevent these things from happening as much as possible. Right. So until next time, what should we tell everybody to do? Hug your chickens. Every day and kiss them too. Until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.